Welcome back to Quest Exploration. This is Matt Jennings. I'm joined today by my co-host, Brian Sprang. Brian, how are you? Doing well. How are you? Excellent. Thank you for asking. Uh, We are joined today by a really, really special guest. (laughs) She stole a title from me years ago, and it still bothers me just a little bit, but it's Jessica Shepard, and she is our Vice President of Real Estate Lending, also known as The Mortgage Machine. Jessica, how are you? I'm well. How are you? I'm very, very good. So, Jess, before we get started, um, into the into the you know a good long look at mortgages, consumer mortgages, that type of stuff. Tell us about you. Tell us about your background at Quest and anything you'd like to share. Okay. So I've actually been in finance for 26 years of my life. I started at a different financial institution and then had a great opportunity to come to Quest. And I have been VP of Real Estate Lending since 2015. Absolutely love what I do. Mortgages are my passion. And even bigger passion is to steal that title from Mr. Jennings. Yeah, thank you very very much. I appreciate that. And I will say, for all to hear, that you are very deserving. If someone was going to take the crown, I'm glad it was you. Wow. Brian, could High you praise. re-record that again High and praise. let everybody know that? <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, I, I think something about Jessica that's special, too, is when, when Jessica came to us, she started out as a member service representative or more commonly known in the banking world as a teller and really was just willing to work and learn and explore new things, uh, no pen, pun intended, with our with our uh, tagline, <clears throat> but Jessica started out and and really just worked her tail off and uh, became really really good at understanding financing loans in particular and how the backside of all of it works that people don't get to see filing liens and things like that and then was able to parlay that into great personality very easy to talk to I would say most every member that works with Jessica wants to return to work with Jessica. She's got a very loyal fan base, so to speak, within our membership. And it's because she's kind and she's honest and she's going to tell you like it is and it's going to be, you're going to get the best deal you can possibly get. So I appreciate her coming and and investing in Quest and now she's, you know, she's the machine. So speaking of which, and Brian and I are both going to throw questions at you, but what is a mortgage? You know, that's, I know we throw that word around a lot, but I don't know that, you know, maybe to especially younger folks or new potential homeowners that they really understand. And it's used very differently, but just talk to us like the broad definition. The broad definition is a mortgage is a lien filed against your home at the county recorder's office. Um, Oftentimes, members like to borrow monies and there's actually another way to borrow monies against a mortgage and that's to do it via a home equity line of credit Mm -hmm. and that lien would also be recorded at the county courthouse as well. So really anytime you're going to leverage your home or borrow against a piece of property maybe not just a home but we'll get into that maybe in another episode but in this we're talking about traditional home loans. Anytime you take a, a loan against your home, it's going to be secured by a instrument called a mortgage. Correct. Gotcha. And so that's, you know, people talk about home equity loans. They talk about purchase loans. They talk about home improvement loans. All of these things that will make, make each and every one of those a topic sometime down the road. But really, the mortgage is just kind of the basic slang, for back, lack of better words, about borrowing against your house. 
Correct. Okay, gotcha. All right. So what if I'm a first-time home buyer? You said that I'm borrowing money against a home, but I don't have a home. Mm, tricky question. Would it be the home I'm attempting to purchase that I'm borrowing against? Correct. Okay. Yeah, so that's a tricky question, but it's a good one because to a new new borrower uh, or a new homeowner that, you know, how do I get a mortgage when I don't own a home? Well, that's the process of. Right. And, and that's, again, back to that broad definition of getting a mortgage. Well, it could be on the house that you own or it could be on one you're potentially looking to buy. Is that correct? That is correct. Awesome. Okay, so... Um, taking a look at that again, I guess, so when you're purchasing a home and you're getting ready to come in to apply for a mortgage, mm-hmm. do you, Jess, recommend that there's, um, you know, people get approved before they go shopping for a home? Do you recommend that they come in and sit down and talk and, hey, let's work through, like, how much of a mortgage, because there's more that to a mortgage mm-hmm. than just a payment, there's taxes and insurance and things like that. What do you recommend that looks like to a borrower? I would highly recommend that. Oftentimes, members come in for a pre-approval, and we walk them through those steps of how much that payment would be, how much taxes and insurance would be. Oftentimes, uh, when we do that as well, it gives us an opportunity to take a look at a credit report. If they don't qualify at that time, us as a lending officer can help them to improve their credit report in order to maybe get that better interest rate or um, be able to start right then and be able to get them pre-approved. Oftentimes when we do that, we do like to meet with that member, but we also do that via uh, internet as well, via the telephone. We do ask our members to bring in two years tax returns Mm -hmm. to apply for a mortgage. We have a chief information officer that is very good about securing those documents. I have a lot of members that say, well, I really don't want to send my tax returns via email. And so he does a very good job about securing those documents and getting those documents to us. Okay, so I'm going to ask a follow-up question to the original. Would it be safe to say, Jessica, that you've seen over the years maybe some one come in to get pre-approved or a couple, whatever, and that they have decided that maybe that's more house than they comfortably want to afford or that maybe they could comfortably afford a little more house than what they thought they could? Have you seen that? Absolutely. And oftentimes that also comes with the product that they choose. Obviously Mm -hmm. with a 30-year mortgage, that's going to be a cheaper payment than a 15-year mortgage or a 20-year mortgage. So that's that great opportunity to be able to sit down with that member and go over all options for a mortgage. Right, right. And for time reference here, we're, you know, 2021, early 2021, still in the COVID pandemic and, you know, the limitations on how we can meet with people and, you know, social distancing and that type of stuff. But we still make the effort to do that and we will still set appointments with people whether that's via the phone or to come in and set down on mortgages in particular. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mortgage is a more broad product than maybe perhaps coming in to buy a boat or a car. There's a lot more steps that go with that. Uh, Typically when we do a mortgage, I always like to tell my members that's normally 30 to 45 days of closing a mortgage once the application is taken. Okay. So that's, that's a great lead into, 
I'm, I'm new to this and I, I've never purchased a home or I have a home, but I, you know, I have some home repair needs that I, I want to take care of. Um, what does that, from the time I decide, okay, you know, I'm going to do this or my wife and I talk and we're going to make this next step, kind of walk us through what that looks like from me picking up the phone and calling you to maybe when it's done. Okay. So we take the application, we go over um, your best option, what kind of payment. Oftentimes I have a member that comes in and says, well, Jess, I would really like to have my mortgage payment within this ballpark. My wife and I have already discussed it and we're looking for a $900 house payment a month. And so that gives us the opportunity to look to see what that best product is. Once we've decided, they've decided what product is best for them, then we move on to do early disclosures that the member would get in the mail, a signature with those that would come back to us, and then we order an appraisal and title work, and then we set up a closing. And also, sometimes members will come in and maybe they don't have a house picked out if they have a purchase, and they just need a pre-approval letter to a realtor possibly mm -hmm. that they've been working with to get a home, and we will give them a pre-approval letter to get that process started as well. Right, and one step in there you mentioned was the early disclosure piece. Mm -hmm. And I think that can throw people every once in a while, but really, that's just us telling them well in advance of a closing, like, hey, here's what your loan will look like. Here is maybe worst case scenario of fees. Not that they're all charged, but that we're required to disclose this stuff. So, I mean, maybe just touch on that a little bit so everyone understands that step in the, in the process. So early disclosures, it really breaks down um, what your payment will be. It'll give a rough idea. It'll also give a rough idea of what the escrow will be on a monthly basis. It'll give an idea of what fees are involved with a mortgage. Uh, oftentimes that's a title exam, that's an appraisal, that's a flood determination, that's a credit report fee. And those fees are very um, low cost here at the credit union. We don't have a lot of high fees here. And oftentimes I see that elsewhere. And I think that's what uh, drives a member to come to us is our fees and costs. But that's, that's early disclosure. To me, it gives the member the opportunity to know, hey, for this dollar amount, these closing costs will be involved with that, with this interest rate. And this is what you get for your money. Correct. Gotcha. So, um, and, and again, I think you touched on it, that, that our closing costs are very, very reasonable. No closing costs are cheap. That we just get that out of the way right from the get-go. And that, But that's part of the process because there are costs involved. When you talked about um, we order an appraisal, well, that comes at a cost. When we order title examination, that comes at a cost. A title examination is actually our attorney, the credit union's attorney, looking at the deed record of your property, just making sure that you have good title or you're going to receive good title to it and there's no funny liens out there or anything like that. But again, Jess said it, that it really is an advantage um, that Quest has that we've chosen not to add all of these extra fees in to try and make money off of you the day you sign paperwork. We want you to you know, feel comfortable with that, be a low-cost loan that you get 
And then, you know, our income from it is, is the interest that we earn over time and not all of the fees that get charged up front. So that's an excellent point. Jessica, previously you mentioned um, 15, 20, 30 year terms. Can you elaborate a little bit more on what that is for, you know, when it might be appropriate for a member to talk about 15, 20 versus 30 year terms and, and anything else that might go along with that to help them understand? Yeah, so a 30 year would be a term of a mortgage um, that stretched out over that time frame. A 20 year would be obviously the same thing stretched over that time frame. And I love that the credit union offers those products um, specifically because we do anything from seven years to 30 years and okay. anything in between. All right. Let me ask you this on that. You know, and, and I've watched these a lot over the years, the seven, 10 year variety, maybe because someone's doing a, a second mortgage, which is a whole other conversation. That just means that they have a second loan against their, their home. But those are really convenient because it's maybe you just want to do a home improvement project real quick and knock it out and not stretch it out over 30 years. So those are excellent ways for a consumer to save and not overpay on interest over a long period of time. But on our traditional, meaning the Quest in-house products of 15, 20, and 30-year, do we ever charge a prepayment penalty? We never charge a prepayment fin- penalty. Wow. Okay. What is What, what would uh, scare people off about being able to prepay, or why is that important, I guess? A lot of times you'll see prepayment penalties, and I hate to jump in and answer this one, That's Jess, okay. but I've seen them anywhere from 1% to 3%. Wow. So you prepay that loan, um, you want to refinance it, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about refinancing your mortgage in another episode. Sure. But you really get whacked with okay. you know whatever your principal balance is times one, two, three percent, and they're going to penalize you that amount for paying them off early. Okay. And I also love the fact that we actually have the option of a member coming in and they're allowed to apply principal only to a mortgage as well. So that means like it's tax season right now. This is February 25th, 2021, and it's tax season for everyone. So I get a a, a $3,000 tax return, and I want to come in and throw a couple thousand at my house loan. I can do that, and I don't get penalized for it. That is correct. And that just saves me money in the end on interest is what it boils down to. Yes. Awesome. That's excellent information. So Jess, on our in-house products, and I know we have, you know, some really low long-term fixed rate stuff that we partner with with a, another institution called the Federal Home Loan Bank on. But on our in-house products, let's say I get paid every Monday. Mm-hmm. Am I allowed to, and my payment's $1,000 a month because I'm keeping the math simple here. I know you're really good at math and I'm not, but I'm trying to keep it simple. So $1,000 a month, and I just want to say, hey, every Monday take $250 out of my check and apply it to the loan. I can do that. Absolutely. And the benefit of that is? You're paying less interest, and um, basically that principal and interest will accumulate from a Monday to a Monday. And so when you apply that $250, that interest comes off of that. And then the next Monday that you make that same payment, you're going to pay less interest because it's only accumulated over seven days, opposed to 30 days being paid or 31 days 
uh, being paid in that interest accrues over that 30 to 31 days. Yeah, and I think that's a great feature too for anybody, but in particular, young couples, um, first-time home buyers, people like that, that they're learning how to make a mortgage payment, mm-hmm. and and it's you know that's typically the biggest expense any of us make in our lives is purchasing a home. And it gives them a leg up. They can budget mm-hmm. a little easier. They can have it come out every week or every other week when they get paid. They can get ahead on the interest cost and maybe get out of that 20-year loan, let's say, in, and I'm just using a number here, but in 16 or 17 years. Correct. And save all of those payments. So another great reason to to want to talk to Jessica about um, our mortgage products. And not just Jessica. She just is the the... The machine, I know, it pains me to say, but she is the expert around here. Um, But all of our loan officers, is this true that all of our loan officers are equipped to have these conversations? Yes, they are. We do really have an amazing loan team here at Quest, and they can provide all of those payment options. They can discuss closing costs. Uh, They have ability to do everything that I can. Uh, We can probably outdo the machine Probably all the time. You're talking Meeting about me. Matt Jennings. That's right. That Hold he up. likes to call himself the machine. We can outdo him I'm at any time. I'm the best collecting paperwork, though. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that there, Mr. Jennings. Yeah, we'll just leave that one alone. Yeah, we'll leave that alone. <laughs> uh, we've talked about home equity line of credit in conversation here. Can, can you explain or expand upon that a little bit? Sure. So a home equity line... What I feel is, what I love is the fact that a home equity line is a second mortgage on your property coming in most convenient at times that maybe somebody already has a first mortgage and that interest rate is really low and they don't want to turn around and refinance that mortgage and so they have an option of doing a second mortgage which we call a home equity line of credit or a fixed rate second mortgage. And you know, oftentimes members love to come in and say, hey, we're going to build onto our home or we're going to build a new garage or we want to put a pond out back or something like that. That's an option that we have to give to our members. Okay. And that would also, you know, you pay, we talked about closing costs on a, on a first mortgage is always a little higher because it's a first mortgage and there's more involved with that. Um, but a lot of times if you've recently refinanced and you've got a great rate and you've just paid those closing costs, the home equity may be the better way to go because you don't have to re- redo all of those costs again. Is that fair? That is fair to say. And also on our home equity line of credits, those are really low closing costs. Um, sometimes a home equity line of credit with a platinum borrower, they pay no closing cost at all. Wow. Yeah, that's excellent. That's uh, cheap money. Very cheap money. Interest rates are still good right now on all of those. Interest rates are still very good on those right now. Yeah. Those are based off of prime rate. Okay, so Mm -hmm. prime is literally nothing. Yeah. uh, Zero to Mm 0.25. And, you know, I've been reading a lot. I always read a lot about interest rates because it's the basis of everything that we do, whether that's paying someone on a deposit or charging them on a loan. Um, but where a year ago we were talking, maybe slightly more than a year ago now, we were talking about seeing some rising interest rates in 2021. Then the pandemic hits. You know, there's some a little bit of turmoil in the in the markets and in the um, economy overall because of the pandemic, because of a, a, a rocky 
uh, election cycle, let's put it that way. And uh, But now we're seeing that those rates are probably going to stay consistently low. We can't state for certain they'll stay this low forever, but they're consistently going to stay that low for the next year and a half to two. Yes. Right. And actually, before this podcast, I looked up the interest rate, and on a 30-year currently, we're at 2.75% interest. Wow. Which is a great rate. Our 15-year currently is at like 2375 so, and great again, time. those could adjust over time, mm-hmm. but that's still some very low interest rates yeah. for the term. Yeah, Jess, would would you and or one of the other loan officers, if someone called in and just said, hey, is it worth my while? This is the rate that I have now, whether it's with Quest or someone else, based on, you know, uh, $1,500, $1,800 in closing cost and maybe saving a half percent or mm-hmm. something. Do you offer doing that calculation and giving them back a fair assessment of, yeah, it's worth it or no, it's not? Yeah, we absolutely do. And I oftentimes love to do that and show our members that because it breaks out the finance charges of what they're paying on currently mm-hmm. at this term or what they could pay on with a cheaper interest rate. And I always like to minus those closing costs because that needs to be configured on what you're truly saving finance charges minus closing cost and what that term like. is mm-hmm. and sometimes members love to they have the opportunity if they already have a 30-year mortgage and they're going to save a lot in interest they would rather not finance to a 30-year they'd rather take it down yeah. to 25 or 20-year mortgage yeah we and just, save on that term and that's huge we just had one no names mentioned obviously but we just had one where they had 27 years remaining on their 30-year term refinanced or is in the process now but because of credit scores and other factors that interest rate went down so much that they could afford the exact same payment on 20 years and saved seven years worth of their payment and effectively if you know if that's a thousand dollars a month and you've saved seven years that's 84 months that's eighty four thousand dollars worth of interest that they saved by not paying the seven years of that mortgage absolutely Mm. right Okay. okay fantastic um so if somebody listening to the podcast um, wants to get in touch with somebody at the credit union, what is the best and most efficient avenue for them to do so? Uh, they could do that via home banking, um, and that could come to us uh, as an email to us that they're trying to get a hold of one of our lending officers. And then we send a broad email out to the loan team, and then somebody will reach out to them. Obviously, there's the option of calling us by phone as well okay and and jess and and i know we all struggle with with time management just because we're busy people are busy that's the the way life works but let's you know our lobbies are preparing to reopen and hopefully they remain that way you know forever after after this stint but is it wise for people if they are interested in a mortgage to get a help hold of the loan officer in, in advance either email online banking website phone call and make the time so the loan officer always has that time to set and visit and talk about it. I would highly recommend that. And not only that, that gives us the opportunity to tell our members, hey, bring your two years tax returns in right. so that we can take a look at that. It allows us to let our member know the information that we would need in order to get through that process. Yeah, and saves a couple trips to and from. Absolutely. Bringing documentation and or 
trying to securely send documents. You just bring them, we make copies or scan them, and you leave with your own documents. And we have the full picture at the end of the appointment instead of trying to piecemeal it together over time. Which makes the approval process even faster, which makes the closing date even faster, which is why I got the title of machine because I can do it a lot quicker than you can. Oh my God. And I hear you because I'm the one that's like, no, I didn't collect the tax returns. I just took their word for it. That's your job. I just, I just churn out mortgages around here. So um, anyways, so you brought up the, uh, the approval process. You know, obviously there's always one-offs. There's always ones where, you know, there, maybe there's a delay in some title work or something like that. But on, on the norm, somebody calls, emails, whatever. Jess, I want to come see you Friday at 4. They come in, they bring all of their documentation, and you have everything you need. Once you have that into our system and you've got it out to a committee, and there's a committee of us that review these and not just one person, um, What's a typical turnaround look like for an approval, just on average? Just on average, I would say I always like to have one within 24 hours. But as you said, we're all very busy. But I'd like to say at least by 48 hours, we have an answer back. So most of the time, if, if, if we have an appointment and the member comes prepared with the documents that we need, um, we can turn that around. And within two days, they've got a Typically, they've got a solid answer of, yes, we can do this. Absolutely. Maybe pending what the appraisal comes back at and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But here's your pre-approval. And Absolutely. you're ready to go shop or you're ready to start talking to contractors about doing those home improvements that within two days. Absolutely. That's impressive. Sometimes the same day. Sometimes the same day. Yes. Right. Okay. Um, you know, in speaking about the approval process, when we're talking about, you know... Not everyone's credit is always perfect. Um, not everyone, you know, maybe has all of their documentation together. But let's say that there's a, a borrower that they come in and, and they, they're, they're good, but there's maybe an issue. There's something that we've really got to talk about, document, something like that. And, and our committee of four sometimes can't always make those decisions. Is there another avenue for folks um, who maybe – don't have pristine credit, don't have all the lengthy job time, that type of stuff, Are there is there a way for us to be able to help them too? Absolutely. And I would probably highly recommend a credit card because mm-hmm. in having a credit card, it helps establish your credit quicker. I always tell my members when I meet with them that when you have a credit card limit, then um, we would recommend that that never be more than 35% okay. of that credit card's limit because that helps drive a score even higher so that you, way. So you can do coaching on how to help people maybe improve a credit score. We're, we're all equipped to do that. Or find a deficiency in a, in a credit report and, uh, and how to fix it. Direct them how to fix it. Um, so, you know, you come in and... and, and Things aren't exactly perfect, and that is a lot of times, you know, maybe not a lot of times, but we see that, and it's sure. not always an automatic no. Mm-hmm. It's not always a sorry, we can't help you. Good luck, move on down the road. What other avenues do we have here as lenders to maybe have a different set of eyes take a look at that for us? We send that to a different committee that takes a look at that. 
Uh, we have a credit committee that does an awesome job that comes in and uh, maybe they have a different perspective mm -hmm. than we do. Maybe they see things differently than we do. And I love the fact that we can sit down and talk about it as a whole right. and what those options could be. Yeah. And the credit committee is actually a function of our board of directors where in um, previous episodes, we've talked about our board and how it's all volunteer and there's a board of directors and then there's a auditor supervisory committee. We also have elected credit committee members. They're members of the credit union, but they're obviously sworn to confidentiality. They are not voting board members, but what they do is they take a look at some of these loans where maybe it doesn't fit every corner of the box or every sure. box doesn't get checked, but we can refer stuff like that to them and they can give us a second opinion. Absolutely. And I think that's another thing that sets us apart where yes. there's times we can help our members in ways other institutions couldn't. Mm -hmm. I agree. Very good. Great. I noticed on the website um, that there are a lot of different calculators out there. How accurate or what kind of uh, information should members uh, feel comfortable putting in to those calculators um, to help them understand what, what kind of uh, payment they're going to be looking at, interest over time, the, you know, whether they choose a, 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 a an arm or adjustable rate mortgage versus a, a conventional mortgage of 30 years or you know can you explain a few of those things that maybe uh, can help them make that decision sure a loan calculator is a, a great way to do that because you're able to put in a dollar amount of what you would like to see that mortgage to be but more than that you can play with those numbers in order to come up with a payment that you would like to see and then it gives you an idea of how much you could borrow versus with that payment. Okay. Mm -hmm. And along those lines, you know, I know, I know this will absolutely be a question that, that maybe comes out of this episode is down payment. And we don't need to get into that today because there's, that's a million different variations of what a down payment is and what it looks like and how you go about it. Uh, but that's definitely something that we'll invite Jessica back soon. Right. And we'll talk about, um, drill down into the individual types of loans that you can get, um, whether that's a construction, whether that's a home remodel, whether that's a, an adjustable or a fixed rate, and or what do down payments or equity in your home look like to qualify for those things. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. That sounds great. Um, I don't think I have any other questions or any other topics to cover. Do you guys have anything Yes. I don't think I do it this time. Very good. Well, we like to try to keep the episodes manageable, easily digestible. This is about 30 minutes as is. Uh, obviously, that sounds like we could have you back for two, three, four, 24 <laughs> more episodes if we wanted to, to, to really dive in and, and take a deeper look at all of the uh, um, mortgage lending opportunities that, that are out there and available for our members. But uh, this is a great little bit for mm -hmm. them to sure. kind of get their uh, appetites wet and, and understand just exactly what we offer and how to go about getting in contact with us. So thanks very much for coming on board and helping us out with this. You're very welcome. Thank you, Jess. All right. Have a great afternoon, everybody.